Happy October and welcome to episode 129 of Beyond the Weight with Haney and Sandy. Now, I, listeners, today was a, was a very special day. I went grocery shopping, I came home, and the young gentleman at the front said to me, oh, Miss Sandy, here's a, something for you. And I had a parcel from Canada Post. So right away, I would have to say that, you know, my guess at who had sent this was bang on because then I could see even though I didn't have my glasses on I could see and I was looking and it said Henny Hamilton on it and um, and I was like oh this feels heavy now I will tell you Henny that I did guess that it was a mug before I even opened the box you I don't did? know why because of the, the package and it felt like that so, okay. anyway, but I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So I got upstairs and then I got my scissors out and I opened it. And the first thing I saw was David's tea, Candy Cane Crush, after we finished the last of our Candy Cane Crush last night. And now I, mean, I have the, the timing could not have been more perfect. No. And then another delicious flavor, which was like chocolate walnut brownie or something yeah i think it's i think it's called walnut fudge brownie aka walnut crunch (laughs) (laughs) of course oh so i had to immediately put the kettle on before even taking my coat off so that i could have some but then i saw the box and so then i opened the box and i the mug is a spooky scary halloween mug has a little lid on the top so it can keep my tea nice and warm and it is so fun and so thank you you're so welcome i'm so excited that it got there so david's tea you know sends me regular emails and by regular i mean daily (laughs) advertising whatever is going on and like the thing is for most places, I don't need a daily email. I don't even need a weekly email. Like, I don't need an email at all, you know? Yeah. But, but and, and David C., I mean, do I need a daily email? Probably not. But, like, um, I do appreciate when the emails come because, you know, they're either, it's like free shipping. And so I'm like, okay, well, I have to, especially if I needed, um, like a particular, or I needed to place an order, then it's really helpful to be like, oh, there's free shipping this weekend or whatever. Like this is the time to place the order, whatever. Or the email will be advertising a new flavor of tea that just sounds so great and I need to try it or whatever it might be. And so this particular email came out um, like, I don't know, mid I'm going to say the beginning of September, probably. And it was advertising Halloween stuff, like spooky teas and things like that. And I mean, Halloween is my favorite holiday. The fall is my favorite season, mostly because Halloween falls in the fall. Like I just, I just love Halloween. I really do. I love the costumes. I love the makeup. I love the candy. Like I love all of it. What I don't particularly love, actually, is I'm not particularly fond of, like, super scary things. Okay. 
you know, like, like, I don't, I mean, I love a haunted house for sure. I don't need to watch like a thriller of a movie, you know, but, um, but I just, yeah, I just love Halloween. I do. And so I was, and I knew that there was one particular tea from David's tea that must it was like a pumpkin flavor that I knew that I liked and I was like okay I'm gonna order this pumpkin tea and then it had all these other teas and one of them was this new flavor walnut fudge brownie and I thought well that sounds perfect like we need a little bit of that in our lives and so whenever I'm ordering tea I always am thinking about like tea that I want and then I'm often thinking about like what what tea might Tim like that I can like get and send to him as well and and so then I also um when I saw walnut fudge brownie I was like well I have to get a package of that for Sandy because she will love it um (laughs) but then they were also advertising all their other Halloween stuff and one of the things that they were advertising was this mug and it's the cutest little mug with these little ghosts all over it and but what's super fun too is that it's a color changing mug. So when the mug is cold, parts of it are black. And then when you put hot liquid inside, those ghosts become like orange and purple and bright colors. But you know what? I actually didn't, didn't even realize. No, but I know that looking at it now that they there's only like white and green ones, but they're were other colors on there right oh that's so that is so fun so the other colors only pop up when there's hot liquid inside and then as soon as it's cool or as soon as the liquid's gone those colors go away so like the whole thing was so fun and so I was like I need this mug and like Sandy you don't really I do need not, this mug. I do not need this mug, you know, but I just was like, I need this mug. But then it was like, <laughs> buy one mug for this price or buy two mugs for this price. And I thought, Sandy needs this mug. <laughs> <laughs> I do need this and mug. So then the woman bless her heart the woman at the post office like sees me coming and she like I'm I've just I've always got like things and like I'm packing a package and like and I'm always sending packages like sending packages to Spain you know send sending packages to Peru like so every time she sees me coming she's like where are things going today and she'll always say where's the tea going today because of course the thing that I send most often is tea yeah but so um, Funny. It's hilarious, but I was so I sent this, so I sent this mug and this little tea to you because I just thought, you know, I thought you needed a little something to to brighten to brighten your life a little. And so when I mailed it in the middle of September, I was like, fingers crossed, it makes it by Halloween. You know, like fingers crossed, it gets there by the end of October. And then when you sent me a text earlier today to be like, what is this? And I was like. Oh, what is this? And then there, because of course the picture didn't come through right away. So I thought you were irritated by something, but I didn't know what. And then all of a sudden this picture comes through with a package and I like, you know, gasped because it's only been like two weeks since I sent it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that it made it already. No, I, I, I actually, I can't even believe one that they didn't open it to look inside of it because that often happens. I can't believe it got here in two weeks. 
You sent it on oh. September 19th. Yeah. And today's October 4th. And like, and, and whenever I send you something, I always send it thinking like this might not arrive at all, <laughs> you, right. you know, right. and I'm just going to have to be okay with the fact yeah. that that might be the case, you know? No, 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 no. no. I, everything so, has arrived. It's lovely. No, I can't get, a, I, yeah, I've had other people send cards. They never arrived. Never. They must be but, doing something wrong with the address or I, something. Because... I everything you send comes. Anyways, yeah. it was very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. The other thing that I did today yeah. is my next trip to Canada. Oh. And so, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm coming the end of November. I arrive on November 19th to the 29th. So, yes. a couple of things have happened is that the price of airline tickets has gone cray-cray. Oh. Cray-cray. Anyway, that's one thing. So, then I went to go and book my car. The annoying thing, which now, before, the first time when I went to book the car in July, I thought, okay, it's only Canadians that are coming in. There's not, you know, a lot of tourists. So, I understand why at the airport, like, the car rental places are closed. But the second time we came in August, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was still the one in the morning. And I thought that the car rental places must be open. The car rental place is not open. The well, Enterprise isn't. Hertz mm-hmm. says it is. So I put in that. I went, okay, I'll go to Hertz then. So I put in how much for a car, you know, picking it up. Yep, yep. It's like 10 days. $2,300. Oh, wow. Yikes. For 10 days? Yeah. If I wanted like a, a Kia, you know, mm-hmm. it's $1,700. That is absolutely ridiculous. So then I said yeah. to myself, self, last time you had to pick the car up in Hamilton. So you're going to Hamilton. What? Why don't you price the car out in Hamilton? Even oh. if you... Even if you have to take the cab from the airport to Hamilton, and then you can just walk the two kilometers the next morning up on Main Street and pick the car up. The mm-hmm. car rental for, and I'm at a RAV4, is $800 mm-hmm. for the same period of time. What? That doesn't even make sense. That is highway robbery. That it's, if you yep. get the car in one place, it's three times the amount Yep. than mm-hmm. if you get it in another. Yeah. So, and, yeah, I'm, and it's a RAV4. It's what I had last time. It's great. Yeah. And I was like, this is that can't. And so then I, I, then I had to double check that I put the right things in because this seems too cheap. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Especially in comparison to what you were just looking at. Oh, my goodness. And I'm dropping, and I'm dropping it off at, in Toronto. So okay. I'm picking it up in Hamilton, and so you pay a premium for, yeah, to drop it off in a different place for sure. Yeah, and so wow. then I thought, okay, let me look at like airport limos from Hamilton. It's like a hundred dollars plus by the time there's taxes and includes yeah. the gratuity, it's a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't sound unreasonable to me. No. No. 
So and it's and it's still less than half what the car rental would be. Oh, that was ridiculous. And then I'm like, well, I, and the thing is, is, I have to have a car, I, but but all I can think of is, oh, I didn't go up today. That was just two hundred dollars sitting in the driveway. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Of course. So oh ridiculous. Goodness. So much money. Anyway, anyways. My flight is booked. I have to do the car later. Okay. I have so the, so <laughs> the car is not so the car is not quite organized yet. No, the car is not quite organized because I don't I don't remember what my password and my my number is and it's not in my my keychain. So you know where it is? Right. Then my husband's phone. That's where it is. <laughs> with, right. with everybody else's passwords for stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, that's very yeah. exciting that you've booked that trip and that you're coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I'm good, I'm really excited that you were able to find a car rental that was not gouging. A little more reasonable. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Crazy. I mean, there is a yeah. there's a worldwide shortage on car rentals because a lot of the um, rental companies. Uh, sold off most of their fleets during the pandemic right and wow. and so now they're just trying to build them back up again but I don't know I guess that people from people coming in the international people coming into Canada must be I don't know staying at a hotel I don't I don't know what they're doing Brutal. like I'm not picking up a car anyway anyways that's <laughs> I mean I wonder <laughs> no but I wonder if pandemic or not i wonder if the market for a rental car ever since the like the the oncoming of things like uber and lyft and stuff like that like i wonder if the market for a rental car is not what it used to be because people are finding that it's easier to get from place to place anyway i have no idea to like i'm just thinking out loud like i've yeah i have no idea yeah 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 i don't i don't know anyway anyways it's all sorted sort of sort of sorted very (laughs) excited to uh to have you coming home for a little while pretty soon yes 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 i know i'm excited i'm excited so so sandy let's um let's chat a little bit about a couple of conversations that that we were having recently in a WW workshop. I think what we were talking about uh, was expectations of other people on us at times. And Mm. when we feel like we have all, we're already overextended and the things that fall to the wayside, that's what we were talking about. Yes, yes, yes. And whether or not we could, I, there was lots of discussion going on, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about, well, if we, we know that something like we've already overcommitted to something yeah, going forward before we try to like hope that it's going to all work out, should we take care of slimming things down before so that we don't put ourselves into that situation like Mm. I know for myself that I try to do that because 
otherwise I get to a point where I am just super unhappy and whatever is going on, I'm, I don't even enjoy it. If it was something that, you know, was meant that for me to have a good time at, then I'm just so stressed out about it that I don't, mm -hmm. I don't even, I mean, I've had situations where I've been having people over and by the, the day, like I'm waiting for them to get there and I just don't even want them to come anymore, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. So, so you're talking about a situation where you've committed to doing something and then before that thing even happens, you're talking about like, how do I slim down the parameters of whatever this thing is that I committed to? So like, let's talk in specifics instead of in generals. So I'm um, thinking of going with this idea of having people over. So thinking of yeah. having people over for a dinner, right? Yeah. And so, so I've committed to doing this, to hosting this dinner. I've committed to having these people over. And mm -hmm. so now what can I do to, like you said, like slim down this commitment. So would that look like in, would that look like inviting fewer people or have you already invited the people? No. So it, it would be, you've already invited the people, but for me, it's about the menu. Okay. So what are the things that I want to prepare? Like how many, how much food it's always to me about how much food, because you worry that there's not going to be enough. And then I have to remind myself about the times that I've gone to someone's house mm -hmm. and they've had a group of people and that they have served, you know, something that for me, when I, when I think like I look at it, I think that's not enough food for all these people. And yet it is. Right. And so, or, or that I, I get too worked up about, I don't know. I used to get really worked up about how clean my house was. I don't even care about right. that anymore because it's like okay. fine. You know, I mean, I'll make sure that the, the bathroom's been wiped down or whatever, but I'm not yeah. going to yeah. leave everything till that one day. So a couple of things. So one is that I slim down the menu and think about, okay, what logistically do I have enough space like oven space? How long is it going to take? What are the things that I can start prepping before? Mm -hmm. And maybe even what are the things that I don't have to fully prepare myself? Like, you yeah. know, like maybe I'm willing to, you know, make something from scratch, but this salad, I'm just going to buy a salad in a bag, you know, exactly. like, d d I, and maybe not that exact, but like thinking about what, what do I have to do and what can I get some help with? Yes, exactly. That's ex exactly. And so I've gotten much better at that. The other thing is if somebody offers, like, can I bring something? Mm. I will now, I will accept that before I was like, no, 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 no. I've got everything. I've got everything, got everything. And then, but when I go somewhere, I always want to bring something. Yeah. And so then I, it eats me up about what I should be bringing this and that, but there's nothing to me. I think that if, if, someone offers I should just allow them to bring something and let them like you know what is it you'd like to bring I actually had someone someone here recently where they said what is it that I like to make and I'm like I like that because I may say to someone or they may say oh yeah bring a starter and I'm like I don't even know what starter to make like how I, what should I do you know there's right. nothing that's really 
and when they say, oh, and so I said, oh, well, I'm going to make like a, I'm going to make a, a salad. They said, great, thanks, that's perfect. Okay. Because as, oh, as yeah. host, you also, then you, you know what the person's bringing. Mm -hmm. Because if someone offers and then you say no, nine times out of 10, they bring something anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they might've bring something that you've already like, yeah. that may be thing that you made from scratch, but now you feel this yeah. obligation to also have that out there. Yeah. 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 I like, I like that. I like the idea of, you know, I'm, I'm committing myself to this task or to this work or to this, you know, to these people, but I, even after the commitment has been made, I can adjust my own expectations of myself in that situation. Yeah. 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 So, so I have a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that I tend to overcommit myself. So it's not just that I've committed to doing something, but I commit to too many things. And then it's, it's, it's not even necessarily a possibility for me to try and, you know, finagle the different things I've committed to because it's like, there's too many of them, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. for me, it's not about figuring out what exactly the commitment is going to take from me afterwards. Yeah. It's about not making the commitment in the first place. Yeah. Because yeah. And, and, and that's a hard thing for me to do. Yeah. Well, because it's, I mean, to me, like listening to you say that there's a couple of things. One is is the ability for you to say no to someone if something's asked of you. Mm -hmm. Two is taking someone else's monkey and putting it on your back. Mm -hmm. I'll take I'll take care of that. It's okay. I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. So there's there's like I see in you sometimes some of that. <laughs> and by I see in you sometimes some of that, you mean I see in you all the time exactly that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that guilty as charged. Yes. So, but, and like, and here's, but here's the thing that's really tricky about that is because, and I, and I love that you said at the beginning of this, like, it's both the expectations we have of ourselves. And then it's also the expectations that other people have of us. Right. And so yeah. this is what happens with this idea of, of taking on other people's things is that it's, it's an expectation that I have of myself that I can do things better or quicker or, yeah. or more effectively or more efficiently yes. or both than someone else. And so I feel like I should take it on because I know that it's going to be like the end result yep. will be better or it will have been done quicker or whatever. And so, so that's that a problem. All of, all, I think all of, all of that to say is that you want to control everything. 
it's a problem. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. And then yeah. And then when you do that, when I when I yes. do that, yeah. then the people in my life expect it of me. And oh. so then it's not even a matter of me taking things on. It's just a matter of everyone expects that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that's and we, our, we've, it is because we've trained people. That's, that's what we've done is yeah. that we've actually trained them to, to expect that of us. And, and so they'll be like, Oh, Henny, I'll just, Oh, Hen, will you just take care of that? What my hands, you know, whoo. Yeah. Tick tick it off my list yeah. and your list has grown. So yeah. 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 I, yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I, I, as far as thinking, like knowing, not even just thinking, I'll just say it. I know that I can do things much more efficiently a lot of times than maybe someone else. I'll be like, instead of just asking and having to explain to someone, I'm just going to do it myself because it's just easier to do myself. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is that some, it depends on, who those are, if it's in a work situation, if it's at home with family, whatever, is that sometimes you get, there's a lot of resentment that can build up because yeah. you get to a point when you don't want to do it anymore. And then you get upset with people, but you've trained them to expect yeah. that from you, but now you don't want to yeah. do it, but you don't want to tell them that. Yeah. And then if you do, then they don't often receive that message nicely. So it's, I know it's like, it's like it's, spinning around, spinning around. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, but you when know what? You... It's, so here's so here's what I've been like. I mean, here's a really here's a really silly, small, specific example of something okay. like this that that just recently happened. So I think it was, I think it was last week. Um, it was at school at lunchtime. And my my friend and colleague and myself, we are sitting on our lawn chairs in the parking lot having our lunch as we do, because that's how teachers eat in pandemic times. And uh, uh, and so there we are. And so then another teacher came over to where we were, like out of the school building to come and talk to us. And she was like, oh, she's like, I wanted to talk to you because you had a supply teacher in like a while ago. And I wondered um, like who that was. And I said, oh, I said, I'm not sure actually what her name was, but she was really great. Like, like if you need a supply teacher, you should look, you should look into this woman. And so she's like, okay. She's like, well, can you, um, can you like log into your like account to like look up the history and find out that, like find out the name of that supply teacher. And so I like, like was opening my mouth to say like, sure. Even though that's so annoying. Like, first of all, I'm in, I'm having my lunch. I'm not about to like get up and go inside and go over to my computer. Like I wasn't going to do it at that moment. And, but I was going to do it when I went inside, you know, I've got two, two, I have two more classes to teach in the afternoon. I've got things on my plate. I've got, and like, now you want me to log into a special system to look up the history, to find this name. You are not even teaching this afternoon because of the way that your job is, you know? And so, but I mean, I was just going to say yes and go and do it. And then my colleague, before I could even say some, like say anything said, 
well, why don't you just go to the office and ask them? Like, like, why does Henny uh, have to look that up for you? And, yeah. and she, and so then the, the teacher was like, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. And then, so like off she went. And so like, it was just like, that's just such a perfect example of like how quick I am to just like do things for other people yep. when, when it's not necessary for me to do it. But like, truly Sandy, it, it didn't even cross my mind to say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is a person that is not particularly close to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it was, it would have been even difficult to say no. It was just that it didn't even cross my mind that I could or that I should. A, yeah. Or there was an option, but, but you know, it's really interesting is because then you're like, I mean, just even in telling the story, you're like saying, like, what? Then I, you expect me to do this and that. You're already annoyed at it, but you were willing to yeah. say yes. But you I were know. willing to say yes. <laughs> I know. And so then, and, and so that's why this, like, I think that's why when when members were having this kind of conversation, because this happened before the workshop even started. That's right. Yes. Right? And so when we were kind of having this conversation, I think that's why it stuck with you and and it's and it's so interesting to me too is because this is something that that a lot of us do that we just get caught up in all of these different things and then you know one of the questions that I had was so when you do get caught up in all of these things what goes by the wayside? And often when we get caught up in doing things for other people and we get caught up in, in, you know, not realizing that we can even say no, the, the first thing that often goes is any time that we spend with ourselves or to relax, um, yeah. you know, any time that we have to like get some activity in any time, like, you know, like it's, it's anything that takes time, right? Time to prepare a meal, time to get to bed on time, you know, like anything that requires our time, those are the first things that go because we're now spending our time doing all these little jobs. That's great. Exactly. And, and if, and the thing is, is that we were okay with, um, uh, adjusting the amount of time that we might have for some of the things for ourselves, but we wouldn't consider whatever it was that we we've committed to doing for somebody else and and a changing yeah. it like not. Do you know what I mean? Because and that's for me yes. that something that I know that you will often do. You'll be like, okay, but I'm committing to at least getting out for a 15 minute, you know, to do this or to do this. Where I know that you really wanted to do like a 40 minute fit on. Yeah, and so. It's like, okay, to that I didn't say I'm not going to do anything because I'm still mm -hmm. doing something, which is great. But mm -hmm. why can't we, and we being all of us, turn mm -hmm. that around or stop and say, why, why is it okay that we do that? Why are we yeah. shortchanging ourselves for somebody else? And, and yeah, 100% there are times that, that we have obligations to other people or things come up that we, that, that, that those things have to happen you know, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. but, but it's, but it is recognizing one, when we get caught up in doing too much for other people, like the balance isn't there, right? That, that mm -hmm. something's off kilter and, and then, and how can we start to unwind that? 
before it gets too, we're too caught up in it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, that's it exactly. Right. To catch it before, before you're too caught up in it. Yeah. It's like having a busy, like I know you, like Saturday, your Saturday that that just passed was crazy. crazy. And you knew and so you were already like, okay, I'm going to get up. I got to do this. And then I've got this. And then I've got an hour in between. So I'm going to scoot over here. I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to come back. And then like, <clears throat> you were already planning it out though. Three days before the day even happened, which is, yeah. which is what you need to do. And you could already start making adjustments, whether you recognize that that's what you were doing or not. You're mm-hmm. already saying, okay, because you know, it's going to be busy but you have to give yourself a little wiggle room in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't give ourselves enough and then one thing goes wrong. Yes. And if it's at the beginning of the day, yeah, the whole day is done. Yeah. It's like a domino. Yeah. 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 I would say that, that I am, that I am much better at trying to build in some wiggle room than I used yeah. to be because I, I didn't used to be so um, explicit about doing that. Yeah. And, and you're, you're right. It's, it's absolutely like that, right? You just need one thing to not like work exactly like clockwork and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mixing all sorts of metaphors, but like the whole tower crumbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? no, no, it, yeah, a hundred percent. It does. It, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've, you've definitely, I mean, there's, there have been days when you've got like a list and you would tell me, okay, I've got this, 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 and, this, and then you'd be like, you know what, it's this time I'm exhausted and this is just going to have to be enough, mm-hmm. which takes, and that's hard to, to allow yeah. yourself, I think sometimes yeah. to and, do. And I, and I, for most of my life, I would not have done that. Yeah, I would not have. To, I would. I would have just pushed through, and yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, there are lots of there are lots of good things that I'd like to do, or that I'd like to give myself that that go by the wayside because other things that in the moment feel more important, but in reality aren't. You know, get in the way. Yeah. Um, but, but I really, really am working hard and have been working hard for the last couple of years to not let so many things get in the way of getting to bed on time. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, but, but at least it's a work in progress. Whereas before it wasn't even a question, like before it was like, Well, if you had these four things that you still aren't finished, then you're not going to bed. So, yeah, like, too bad for you, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really, that was a really lovely conversation that we had prior to the workshop just about that exact thing, like the expectations that, that we put on ourselves to to do things that the commitments and the over committing that, that it is so common in, mm-hmm. I would say in North America, I would say among women in particular, I would say, um, 
in, uh, you know, in, in people's lives who may identify more with a type A personality, you know, like, like, like I think yeah. there's a, a specific type that is more likely to get caught up in, in this, you know, cycle of overcommitment, but, but that's not to say that, you know, it, it doesn't happen to everyone. No, that's right. And it's, and the overcommitment also is about setting, uh, setting boundaries helps with that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, that was, that was really interesting. So that was the one conversation. And then the other conversation that was happening within the workshop was you know, similar, like related, but a little bit different because it was about, you know, just the people in our lives and how they can be a help or a hindrance to our own wellness. And so yeah. when we're talking about like being like having too many commitments and being required to do too many things for too many other people. I mean, that's a major way that people, people can be a hindrance to us, but yeah, uh, but I think there are a lot of different ways that the people in our lives can really be supportive. And then also a lot of different ways where the people in our lives can really be a roadblock. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they're a roadblock, but they don't realize they're a roadblock because we don't, mm -hmm. we don't tell them. We yeah. don't explain what it is. We expect them to read our mind and to know that what they're doing isn't helpful or that this is what we do need. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so I think I, I know from myself, spend a lot of time just being annoyed, <laughs> you know, or, or ticked off because it's like expecting people to know something that they don't, they just don't know. And, mm -hmm. and, but not, but not, I don't even know what it is like mm -hmm. wanting to be, you know, upfront with them and just let them mm -hmm. know what it was that I did want. Can you think of like a specific example, like wellness related where yeah. someone was, annoying you and but just because you didn't tell them that it was an annoying thing yeah yeah I had there was someone when um a woman that I had met here and we'd go out for lunch and every single time it was like uh oh you know well we can go here but is there something there you can have oh, you know is there something I hate that, you can have? that and and it was just like I like don't like do you if if you want to just like you decide where we're going to go mm. i will order something you know because it gets to be i think that she, she's trying to be supportive and helpful yes but yes. that's right because she's conscientious of the fact that you know that i her and i eat differently mm. um and and it and, and also because it'd be like you know Oh, well, let's have like guacamole and like, you know, chips as a starter and like, I'm, go ahead and order it. But then she wouldn't order anything because, oh, but you know, because you're not going to have any. Well, I, I don't want to be responsible for what you have for lunch. I'm already trying to figure my own crap out over here. You know, like <laughs> eat whatever you want, whatever you want to have for yourself is not going to be like jeopardizing my, you know, weight loss, you know, success or, or failure so yeah. so that kind of that 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 
is annoying. that's a that's a great example i and that's a and you know what's so lovely about that example is that you know that she really was is trying to be helpful and supportive like she yeah you know like she really like i i i have to believe i mean i don't know i don't know her i don't know the situation but i have to believe that when people ask like is this going to be okay for you is there something here you can eat like when when people ask those kinds of questions i think they genuinely like they genuinely want you to be happy with the choice of wherever they are eating but it feels like um yeah it it feels like if it's if i say no then i'm being too picky or yeah. you know like 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 it doesn't feel like it's a question that i can actually say no to <laughs> you know yeah yeah and it was and it was because it was someone that doesn't know doesn't know my history only because of asking questions knows anything mm-hmm. and that um and the last thing I want is it is like every single time we're going somewhere to mm-hmm. to think that that I have like all I'm thinking about is the food that I'm going to order. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that just yeah, it was like I, I it was almost like uh, oh, what's the ex- what was the expression when you a vulnerability. Um, not Vulner- a hangover. Oh. A vul- you know, that's what you, that's what Brene Brown calls it—a vulnerability that, hangover. That's exa- okay. That's what I was—that's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. You know, you know that. Oh, I've just told you something like and about now, myself. And now, I wish, of, and now I wish I hadn't. Ugh. Yeah, because now I feel like it's going to be like the thing. It's going to be a thing. Yes. <laughs> You're going to bring yes. up all the time. All the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 How about you? Well. So there are a couple that I that I was thinking about as you were talking. One, and they both happened at work, or happen at work. One is at the at the school that I used to. Yeah, the school that I used to teach at. So this is years ago. Um, I there was a teacher there that I was not. I was not friends with, I mean, we, it wasn't like we were, you know, there was no animosity between us. Like it was not a problem. We were, we were colleagues, but we didn't work together. We didn't teach the same grade. We didn't teach the same department. We did like nothing. Like we had nothing to do with one another. Um, but I remember distinctly on more than one occasion, like if it were a staff meeting and there was pizza or if it was, you know, some special event and there was like there were popsicles or like something like that. She would always make a comment about like, uh, you know, oh, I'm surprised to see you eating this or like. Uh. Oh, I didn't think you would take that or like like she would always make a comment that was like insinuating that it was a surprise that I would yeah. like have whatever the food was, which makes me feel like you're judging me for having it, you know, like Yes. And and I don't think she was necessarily trying to be helpful, but I don't think she was trying to be hurtful either. Like I think she yeah. was just commenting, but like keep your comments to yourself. So so that was one. Yeah. But the other <laughs> and this so pre-pandemic, 
we used to, the, the staff at, at the school where I am used to order Boston pizza for lunch every Thursday. And I think I might've even said this on the podcast at some point, but, uh, um, so every Thursday I would look forward to ordering my Boston pizza and I would always get a buffalo chicken quesadilla with no cheese in it. So it was like a tortilla with buffalo chicken and peppers and onions. And, and I loved it. And I looked forward to it every week. And there were a couple of staff members who consistently would make some sort of comment about like, you know, about it being cheat day for me. And, and like, Sandy, that drove me bonkers. Like, first of all, like pay attention to what you're eating and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Second of all, this is not a cheat day. This is a really healthy choice that I have made and I have counted it and it fits fully within my day. And I look forward to it every week and like, leave me alone. And like, and I yeah. think these particular women, they were both women, these particular women, I think they really thought that they were being like, um, positive and that this was like some sort of camaraderie with like like you know like that this was like oh yeah like it's you know it's so great like it's isn't it such a fun thing that you can have a cheat day and like oh my god like first of all I hate that concept of cheat day like like that is that is not how I live my life that is not how I want to live my life but then also like don't put it on me You know, like if you want to say that you're having Boston pizza today and that is your cheat day, that is your thing. You go right ahead, but don't like make it mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that used to drive me nuts. But like, of course, I never said anything. I was, I I always just was like, "Ah, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) because what do you say? But I mean, in retrospect, I should have said you know what? It's not actually a cheat day. Like this is part of what I eat. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's all I needed to say, but. But you know what? So why do you think that we don't say things? So there's, there are people that we, we need to, it's difficult to have those conversations with anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. So if it's someone in your house, like, you know, the, the person maybe that you, you live with and, um, you know, they are, constantly you know I don't know like every every night after when after dinner they have to have this like big treat like and as I say treat I'm talking about something usually sugary or savory like you know whatever and and you're having a really hard time Mm -hmm. and then they are always like just have a little bit just have a little bit a little bit was okay just have one do you want one you know I that's awful too but but then we we're, we don't want to say anything because one I think that there's a, one thing I think is that we just have a really difficult time with the words like the communicating with people in general I think that mm-hmm. all of us have a really hard time with that and mm-hmm. that you're trying to take the emotion away from it but often it's at an emotional time is when you actually do say something <laughs> yes. <laughs> And yes. so it never lands right. No. You know, and 
often makes the situation even worse or worse in the way that either there's a big confrontation or there's dead silence. Even if it's a stranger, it can be a difficult conversation. And if it's someone that you've lived with for 20 years, it could be a difficult conversation. I don't know why that's so challenging for us to say, like to have those conversations or to say those things. I mean, I think that... I think that in general, most of us don't really like to have difficult conversations because most of us don't really like conflict and it's easier to, like, it feels in the moment easier to just bite our tongue and, like, let it slide past, right? I think yeah. I think in general, that's a pretty common take. I think for myself, when it comes to food in particular yeah I think I just don't want people making judgments about the things that I'm eating or not eating or making comments about it or anything and so I feel like to have like if someone says something and then I like continue the conversation that's, I think mm. maybe that's what it feels like. It feels like, okay, mm-hmm. so if you say something that I don't really like, my option is to just ignore it or to say something about it. But by saying something about it, although logically and realistically, that's the better option because maybe that would like fix it in the future. In the moment, it feels like, so now I'm just going to like draw more attention to myself and I just want to be left alone. Well, I think sometimes it also makes you, it makes you feel like there, are they watching every single thing that I eat? So I, I feel like I'm always under the microscope, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know what you eat on a day to day basis, but you know everything that I eat on a day to day basis. Yeah. 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 And I think the other thing too is like especially if the person that you're that you're talking to is someone who doesn't understand the challenge that you may experience with food that feels like a whole extra level of difficult of difficult on the conversation that's like layered onto the conversation because it's like what yeah because it's hard to go into a conversation with someone where you already feel like they're not going to understand where you're coming from but Mm -hmm. as i'm saying this that's not fair because you are making an assumption about yeah <laughs> about their understanding so that's not really a fair but i but i think that is a real yeah i think that's a real challenge too in a conversation like you know how how do i tell someone that it it's really difficult for me when they continue to offer me something after i've said no the first time when mm-hmm. Because because maybe they don't understand that I've said no once, and so if you keep pushing me, I'm gonna eventually have it. But I but I don't. But I know myself, I can't just have one or like a little bit of what you're offering me. That's gonna now spiral into this whole big ginormous thing. Like like if if the person that I'm talking to doesn't have that 
hasn't had an experience similar to that or wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily go that route, then they're just like, what's the big deal? You know? Yeah. It's tricky. People are tricky. (laughs) People are tricky. (laughs) They are. They are. Maybe, maybe the way to, to like approach it though, is that when you have those, it's it's like, uh, it was like when the, the concept from that book, like, uh, uh, the art, the art of not giving it enough the skill, the artful skill of not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. And where, where the, the strategy was, is that you start with people on the outside of your circle. Yes. So you start practicing because it really has to do with our ease with the right verbiage, mm-hmm. the tone, and practicing how we we communicate mm-hmm. that, and so maybe it is practicing with those people on the out outer, you know, the outside, so that we are better equipped for having the conversations with the people that really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that I mean, that's really great advice. I think it's I think even that is easier <laughs> said than done. Yeah, because no, I because I. I'm just thinking like my examples of like people who say things to me that really irritates me. They're all like work people, but like not close colleague work people, like fringe yeah. work people. And I can't even bring myself to say something to them. And they're pretty fringy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. You know, you can't, and, and yeah, I guess because it's in a workplace, you can't be like, you know, why don't you just go and effing like pay attention to what you're eating? I mean, I mean, if you're gonna just yeah, if if you you don't know the words to use, you start out with something that's a little rough like that, you know, and then and then you can like, <laughs> that's true. and then maybe by the time you get to like a close intimate partner, you've you've figured out what's appropriate and not appropriate to say. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm pretty fortunate with my close circle that that the people that I'm that the people that I'm closest to are um hmm. you know don't don't say things that irk me for the most part almost still almost <laughs> yeah but yeah. I know but I know that's not the case for a lot of people yeah hey I do I no, do recognize I, that I'm in a fortunate spot yeah mm-hmm I, I agree. And, and, and I feel very for it's, it's usually when I've met new people and then they at some point, well, I, I mean, I don't know my experience with meeting people who want to talk about themselves and nobody really asks you anything. So, you know, that's, yeah, that is very, <laughs> very common. <laughs> like I'll know. And, and I'm, because I'm really good at remembering like people's names, what their yeah. children's names are like, yeah if they've told me a story then or something's happened, I'll actually the next time yeah. say, oh, what happened to that? But people never remember anything. People don't ask. They don't know. Yeah. People are often be like, and oh, so you, could, you, have children? <laughs> you have children? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I have three kids and two granddaughters. They're like, you do? <laughs> like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and you know all, you know their whole backstory. You know so everything, everything that ever happened to them from this, like yeah. from age five up, you know, and then... Yeah. <laughs> and and they're not really you know sure about anything when it comes they to don't you. Know anything. <laughs> like really, 
<laughs> I was going to say, you need better friends, but then I thought, hey, <laughs> you don't need better friends. So that's a, <laughs> you just need, you know, better people where you are is what you need. Yeah. People, people are tricky, but I think, and you said a long time ago in this conversation, Sandy, that really the key is that, you know, it is true that sometimes people are, you know, just not particularly nice, but it is more often true that people are either ignorant or are truly wanting to be supportive. And so it's really up to us at the end of the day to speak up for ourselves, right? And and if we need something, we have to ask for it. And if we need something to not be we 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 need yeah. to we need to state that clearly too, right? Yeah. Or finding the right opportunity to say something so not to make it a huge ordeal, you know, which which I think is is never a good you're never really gonna get a good outcome long term by making it. No. But yeah. I mean, hey, I've had my share of like overreacting. I you know No. <laughs> I find that <laughs> Sandy says, I've had my fair share of overreacting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. You know what, actually, in in all honesty, what you're very good at, Sandy, is knowing that you're going to react in a certain way. And so, like, distancing yourself from whoever or whatever is going on until you've had your reaction and then coming back. Yeah. I, I'm getting I'm getting better at that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I see. no longer put myself in those situations when I already know what's going to be on the other side of it. It's, it's taken fifty six years, but you know. <laughs> and part of it is I just don't have the energy anymore. Like honestly, there's only yeah. so much energy, and like sometimes I'll be like, you know, I don't really that I don't care. I don't have the space to care. I got enough. No. I got enough going on in my my under my big tent. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to bring anybody else into the big ring. You know. I <laughs> hear that. Yes. <laughs> I think that we should ask the people who are listening. By the way, all of you who continue to listen to us week in and week out, it is number one alarming that we have so many people <laughs> like. You know, rooting for us and listening to us prattle on and on. But number two, like we are so incredibly thankful for your support. So, so, um, you know, truly from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Yeah. But I, I'm really curious. I'm really curious to hear from people who are listening. Like, what is the thing that like someone has said or done for you? Like under the guise of support, but like. It was not, and it was so annoying. Yes, I want to know. I we want to know. know. We do. We do want to yeah. know. The the. Are you sure you can eat that? That's one of my faves. That's one of my personal faves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that on your diet? Yeah. Oh yes, that's another good one. Yeah, we need we need to hear more of those. But on a on a brighter note, mm-hmm. Sandy, it was. An absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Well, as always, a pleasure to chat with you. I'm going, I'm so excited. Wait till Phil comes home and sees that I have my fancy mug and he doesn't have one. 
<laughs> I am. <laughs> oh no, now I'm going to feel bad that I didn't send you two. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. It's he, just for you, Sandy. I know, and it's he so special. Not, he does not need a color changing mug, but you do. I do. I think that's it for us this week, and we'll chat Thanks. again soon. All right. Take care. Be safe. And we'll chat with you later. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye.